Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. Taking your calls and your questions this afternoon, 303-690-3000 is the number. That's the number to get connected and on the air with me live so we can talk about whatever's on your mind. And you can also text me, 720-336-0897. We use that number for the show. And it's also a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week prayer line. So wherever you are listening, wherever you are uh, connected, we want you to shoot us a text and let us know how to pray for you. Uh, We send those to our staff here, and they get extended to our prayer team, uh, people that pray over them regularly. And we we have quite a few. We we decided to open it up. I don't know why we didn't do this earlier, but we decided to open it up uh, during the COVID crisis, and it's been a very successful tool, both for Grace FM and for our church here, Calvary Church. Uh, and so you can use that, 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897, and you can directly text a prayer request. And of course, during the show, wherever you're listening, you can text a question. Uh, you, this isn't a number. The texting number is not for phone calls or voicemails. We don't answer it, and we don't check the voicemail. So you need to text. That's how we're using it. 720-336-0897. And give me a call if you want to be on the air. 7, uh, 303-690-3000. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church. Uh, We are in Aurora, Colorado, an eastern suburb of Denver. Calvary Live is produced and sent out from Grace FM, uh, our radio network here that covers about 80%, listen to that, 80% of Colorado's population. Uh, We do that with two full-power radio stations, one up here in the Denver metro area uh, that covers from uh, parts of Nebraska and Wyoming all the way down into Castle Rock. And then you'll pick up a station down on your way to Colorado Springs uh, that covers Colorado Springs. Not the strongest station, I'm sorry. I was just in the Springs not too long ago visiting some friends whose wife uh, is on the end stages of, of in, well, just finished chemo. And uh, I was reminded how scratchy it can get in some places. But we're praying. We've got prayer requests. I want you to join us praying to expand Grace FM with a more powerful station in Colorado Springs uh, and one in Canyon City. And we're also praying about expanding uh, and starting up again uh, Grace TV. So just wherever you are, it doesn't matter where you are, uh, listening on Grace FM or Hope FM or Truth FM or any of the other stations that carry us, Calvary Life, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just join us in prayer. Um, we The COVID situation is really revealed to us the need for terrestrial radio, that's radio you get in your car, you know, the radio 89.7 Grace FM, like we really are behind it. Uh, we are 
very much uh, in need of providing this free resource, uh, and TV. And we just need, I just felt like we needed to get solid teaching back on on television. Now, that would be a low-power, uh, over-the-air TV, but we had Grace TV on for six or seven years before, and it was just so good to get into the nursing homes, the hospitals, getting into the homes that have cut the cord. And it's not a polished, you know, it wasn't a polished station like TBN or any of that. However, it was a station where you could trust every teacher on there. And it was just back to back to back video teaching. Uh, and I know we could do that on the internet and we've talked about it, uh, but this, this is a different project. So pray, would you? I'm just giving it to you right now. Three things you can do. Pray, number one, that we expand Grace FM. Pray, number two, that uh, Grace TV, all the pieces and people uh, fall into place. And then thirdly, support Grace FM financially, because these are financial decisions, and we can partner together with you. Uh, for example, the Grace TV is a um, probably a hundred to one hundred fifty thousand dollar decision. I know it's like, whoa, wait, wait, that's are you? Uh, that's a lot of money. It, it is, but not for the gospel. And uh, you know, spread out by all of the people that listen to Grace FM and support and abounding grace, we would res- resource it through that as well. Like it's really not that much, but it's it's a big step for us. And um, I just really believe we need to do it. So I know I believe what Pastor Chuck taught us. Uh, where God guides, he provides. And that's just the way it is. And we're just going to continue to press in. And, you know, the 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 radio station down south would be a little bit more, uh, actually a lot more. So we just are praying uh, that God, you know, th- think of radio this way. You ready? Wherever you are. Radio is like real estate. It's a very limited supply. And because it's a very limited supply, the prices go up. And, and, and God provided before. So we just, we just need the station. And because it's limited supply, very few stations. I've been in Colorado 20 years and I'm sure under, under, under two hands, like I could count on less than two, my two hands, how many times stations came up for sale. And you go, Ed, 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 why are you talking on Calvary Live about this? Because I want you to know about it. I want you to join us in prayer. If Grace FM has blessed you, if God has used Grace FM in your life, and and listen, when I, when you're hearing this on another station, I'm not soliciting you um, to to support Grace FM. I want you to support local Christian radio. So if you're listening to this on another station, and the Lord ministers to your heart, support your local station uh, because we're all in the same boat. Like you know, we're not a major corporation. We're not iHeartRadio. We're not Salem. We're not. Uh, K-Love, Educational Media is the name of that company. We, we, aren't, we aren't professional radio operators. We're churches. But that doesn't mean that we don't put a good product out or that God doesn't provide. So um, I know that these are two pieces of technology that are not, that, uh, you know, over-the-air television and radio seems to be waning. But trust me, it is a whole group of people that we will not leave behind a whole group of people we choose not to leave behind. So go to gracefm.com, gracefm.com. Go to the give link or donate link, whatever it says, and set up a regular giving. Uh, Not only will it cover our operational costs, but it'll continue to go towards saving for the right opportunity. And just boom, if it comes into my door, I just got an email 
you know, because we're also looking for property as a church. And you go, Ed, are you guys crazy? This is old COVID. I know, but we got to be open and ready. Uh, and um, so I just got an email today from a real estate agent uh, with some opportunities. Uh, they're not going to work out for us, but we're getting stuff like that all the time where we can pray over it uh, and then see if the Lord's in it. Maybe he is, maybe he's not. But pray, 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 pray for us. Okay, remember, pray for expansion of Grace FM, stronger station in the Colorado Springs, Canyon City. Pray for Grace TV, which would be a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week um, station that would have video TV, guys like Al Pittman, um, me, Skip Heitzig. I have a lot of friends that would, we would, it would be amazing. Trust me. And then uh, support us. Don't, don't just pray about it. Do it. Step out. Every little bit counts. Some of you can do a little. Some of you can do a lot. Uh, go for it. Uh, go for it. I love uh, personally to tithe through Calvary Church because I know I'm a part of, I'm not the deci- decision maker, but I'm a part of what God's doing through this church. So I know uh, my family for 20 years has tied through this church and giving offerings through this church. And I don't know how it's all going to get sorted out, but I'm, I'm blessed to do it. 303-690-3000. We're going to go right to the phone lines, Valeria. Uh, and I want to make sure I said that. Is that, did I say your name right? Okay. Yeah, Valeria. Welcome to the program. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm actually on the phone as well with, um, I am, uh, kind of joined, merged our calls. My cousin in Florida, he had okay. a question, and I'm like, well, what what other great place to just ask my question than, um, you know, Grace FM? So uh, yes. he's listening in, and he had a question in regards to Matthew chapter 5, verse 31, uh, about divorce. And his question in, in particular is about when Jesus said, Anyone who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. So the way I explained it to him was that, you know, Jesus um, hates divorce. You know, God hates divorce. And the only kind of loophole to that is um, sexual morality. So if a man and a woman were to get divorced, you know, if it's not because of sexual immorality, then if they were to remarry, then that's what Jesus was referring to, that they would be committing um, idolatry. I don't know if you yes. have anything else to say to that. Well, there's a couple of different viewpoints on this. One is that that person is in perpetual adultery uh, and that they would have to have another divorce in order to break that bond and stay unmarried. That's the only way to avoid adultery. Or another view is is that through that, through that recklessness of sin, there's no biblical reason to divorce. A person is divorced and then remarries then they commit adultery in the initial sexual act, and yet through the forgiveness of God, it's not a perpetual adultery. Um, the problem with either one of them is that you've got a, you've got people that just refuse to obey the Bible. So either way, you know, I remember a, uh, there was a brother that was always wanting to press this issue that um, that you only get married once, you can't get technically get remarried. It's not true, which isn't really what Jesus is teaching. He obviously is teaching you can get remarried. Um, it, it's just putting your the next person into a, putting you both into a situation that's going to make things worse instead of just, if you really want to take a biblical approach to divorce and remarriage, if there is no real biblical reason, then you're to be, you're to remain single. 
and to remain single. If your spouse ends up remarrying, then you're free from that bond. Um, if, you're, if your spouse, you know, unfortunately after divorce, if your former spouse commits adultery, you're free from, free from that bond. But until then, and believe me, this has happened. I've watched this even in our own church where the offended party doesn't want the divorce, goes through it and remains celibate and single the rest of their life. In that case, you're to remain unmarried. Um, and that's the easier part. You know, sometimes we get caught up in the harder parts of Scripture. And when we get caught up in the harder parts of Scripture, we need to fall back on the easier part. And the easier part is, number one, don't get divorced. <laughs> and number two, if you end up be getting divorced, you know, kind of those, uh, you know, I, I was reading, I don't know if you saw recently, they're even changing the language in our culture. Uh, let me see if I can find it here. Uh, they're changing the language for divorce in our culture. Darius Rucker and his wife, Darius Rucker is the country singer, but he was also on another, Hootie and the Blowfish. I don't know if you've heard of them or not, um, but a headline came through recently that I noticed, and I just looked it up, and this is what it says. Darius Rucker and wife announced decision to consciously uncouple. That's what they're calling it now. Consciously uncouple, which will lead them to co-parent and be parenting partners, is what the article says in a revealing honest note. And so people don't even want to use the biblical language anymore of what divorce is. They want to redefine it. They want to avoid what the Bible has to say. And and I believe that we, to the best of our ability, want to stay as close to what the scriptures say as possible. Um, if you don't mind, just restating those two uh, different scenarios that pertain to the scripture, just so I uh, could... Remember, yeah. um, the first one was, if you could. <laughs> okay, so so the the first scenario is that the the adultery that's being spoken of is the initial sexual act, not mm-hmm. a place of perpetual. You will be in adultery forever, even even if you got married and didn't participate, because adultery is a spirit is a is a physical act, as the Bible describes it. Um, mm-hmm. And it does have spiritual implications. The other viewpoint of that is that um, the first one is it's the initial act, and then God is able to forgive, even though there's great—I mean, he is able to forgive, but there's great consequences that come from divorce and remarriage. Uh, the other view is that you're yeah. in perpetual um, adultery. Your next marriage isn't a real marriage. After all, you can only be married once, and only God can allow you out of that marriage so you could be married in the courthouse a thousand times, but you're technically never, you're never really married because marriage is only in the sight of God. I don't completely agree with that because my wife and I got married as unbelievers, and mm-hmm. uh, we were, that was a real marriage and didn't involve God at all. We had no relationship with God, but we entered into something that God created. So one mm-hmm. is um, the initial sexual act. The other is perpetual adultery that doesn't acknowledge the, the second marriage at all. Mm, I see. Okay, so let thank me you, just, Pastor. Ed. I really appreciate it. What was the it. reference uh-huh. again? Let me let me just um, uh, let's see here. What was the reference? Matthew five, thirty one. Thirty one. Let me just. See well, thirty two. <laughs> okay, here it is. Furthermore, it's been said, whoever divorces his wife, let him get give her a certificate of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife for any reason except sexual immorality causes her to commit adultery and whoever marries a woman who is divorced commits adultery 
So adultery is tied to the sexual union of, of a man and a woman. Even though you could also say that there's a deeper significance here where Jesus said earlier, if you even look at a woman to lust for their, even women can look at men and lust for them, you commit adultery in your heart. But this is the specific, I believe, sexual act. Yeah, okay. I see that now. Thank you so much, Pastor Ed. I look forward to midweek. Okay, I'll see you. Thank you. Right on. Bye-bye. All right. 303-690-3000 is the number. Shira in Aurora, Colorado. Shira, welcome to the program. Thank you. What can I do for you? Um, So I'm curious if you could tell me your stance on um, pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib rapture, and what your biblical references are to make that claim. Okay, well, that's a big question. Uh, and I do believe there are strong biblical reasons for, for my particular um, belief. But I wrote on this uh, on my blog, so I've got quite a few. This has been a topic um, recently that I put some studies, uh, I put some things up in writing uh, in, on my blog to kind of give a brief overview of those particular views. Um, you have two things at work when you think about the coming of the Lord in the end times. You have a rapture view. And you have a second coming view. And it's usually referred to um, something along these lines. You are premillennial and pre-tribulational in your eschatological view. And what basically what that means is you're premillennial. Well, actually, you should start with pre-tribulational. You're pre-tribulational in your view of the rapture of the church, which means you believe Jesus will return for his church before the seven-year tribulation. And then you're premillennial in your view of the second coming. Um, that's Jesus coming to the earth, um, coming through the, the eastern gate into Jerusalem. Uh, and that would be before the millennial reign. And eschatological is just a fancy word for end times theology. So we would be pre-trib, and there are other views. Uh, there are mid-trib, and that's a view that says uh, that... A, you believe uh, a person believes that Jesus is going to come in the middle of the seven-year tribulation period, and then there's a post-trib view uh, that says that uh, there Jesus will come, that the church will go through the entirety of the seven-year tribulation period, and that He'll return in the second coming um, without a really a, a real tribulational view. Although there's nuances of that, and and so we would we would be pre-trib, pre-millennial. Uh, in our eschatology. And I actually have, so I'm looking I'm on my website right now. Let me see if, what would I go? Go to the website and then let's see here. What would I, what did I tag it? See, you got a prophecy. Click the, the little thing that says prophecy. And, you know, I have an article that says, what is the rapture of the church? Um, seven events leading to the end of the world. Twelve reasons why I believe in a pre-tribulational rapture. Uh, I explain amillennialism, postmillennialism, premillennialism. They're all up here if you click the prophecy tab on my website. Is that on Calvary? Uh, is that on the Calvary Aurora, or is that the that's your website? This is on my. This one's my personal. So go to edtaylor.org. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing that. And then you know, I think that the one the one article that probably would be 
the most relevant to this particular question is the one I entitled 12 Reasons I Believe in a Pre-Tribulation Rapture. And I'll just give them to you real quick. Jesus okay. gives us a promise of escape in Luke 12, 21. Jesus gives a promise of being kept. Number two, Jesus gives a promise of being kept from the hour of trial, Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. Number three, we currently live in a biblical dispensation of grace, 2 Corinthians 5. Number four, there are different tribulations taught in the Bible, and we need to make the distinction between them. Number five, uh, during the Great Tribulation, according to Revelation 5, the church is singing a new song in heaven. Number six, um, in Revelation, the church is mentioned 19 times up to chapter 3 and isn't mentioned again until chapter 20. Uh, number seven, God knows how to deliver the godly out of temptation. Uh, number eight, there's I, I make a clear distinction of the rapture coming for his saints and the second coming, Jesus coming with his saints, and that's made. Um, number nine, the trumpets of 1 Thessalonians and 1 Corinthians are not the same. Number 10, God has made a clear distinction between church and Israel. Number 11, the rapture holds to that imminent view of the return of Christ. Like we're not looking for the Antichrist, we're looking for Jesus Christ. And then number 12, um, there are many types and pictures of the rapture all throughout the scriptures. And I just lay it out with all the scripture that's needed to back those views up. And I know people still disagree, and that's perfectly fine, but I'm very biblically convinced uh, in my in my, in my my view. It's one of the first things that I studied when I became a new believer because of the church that I came from, like I was grew up in, um, and I just didn't want to take. I wasn't one of those guys that just wanted to take what the pastor taught, but I wanted to test it by the Word of God. And this is one of the first things that, one of the first five things, I think, that I really looked into um, to make sure that I was in a place that taught the Bible accurately. Do you think that it has to get a lot worse, though, um, just like globally before even like even that happens before the seven years, though? It seems like I've been reading, I can't remember if it was in Matthew or Luke, I've been reading both of them, but um, it just seems like it's got to get a lot worse. It seems like it is going in that direction anyway, um, but that it has to get a lot worse, like before the rapture anyway. Well, that's a good question, uh, because I think there's a nuance to that question. There's The answer is yes and no. Uh, I, I don't think that there's anything withholding the time period of Jesus Christ to return at any time. There's no unfulfilled prophecy that still needs to happen. There, there's... It, that. The reality of the urgency of the times that we're in uh, sets the stage for the coming of Jesus Christ in the rapture. So, so the answer is no in some respects. But also, the answer is yes in the sense that things are currently getting worse, uh, and they are getting darker, and they are getting more difficult. And we just happen to be finishing up tonight a six-part study that I did that I'm doing, so I'm going to finish it tonight, On that I entitled Understanding the Times. And I dealt with the passages in Timothy, and I also dealt with the passage in Jesus teaches in called the Olivet Discourse in the first part of Matthew 24 that, that speaks to what the end times are going to look like. And then you kind of look around to what the end times, what the times are in which we live right now, and you're just like, wow, like the coming of the Lord is at hand. And so I, I don't think... The, the Lord is delaying his, um, 
you know, <clears throat> delaying is coming. Um, I think he could come at any time, but certainly there are um, times are getting darker right now. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, they are. They they are getting darker. Um, but I know God is still on the throne. I actually go. Me and my family go to your church. My son actually. Oh, right on. Cal- yeah, he's been at Calvary <clears throat> Christian Academy. But uh, oh, right on. Yeah, it's um, we have a three year old though, so it's been kind of tricky. Like my husband and my older son has been going, but um, to church. But um, yeah, so I was just curious. I've just been like really sensing like the Holy Spirit speaking really loudly to me about like just being ready to stand firm like never before. Right. Like, and that's really just, the key. Yeah. Um. So I just feel like the Lord, and so I've been praying that, and I've been praying that God has mercy on my kids. I have two boys, and like seven and three, so, um, but I've just been praying that, like, when the time comes, that our faith wouldn't fail. Amen. And, you know, the good news about that is that the empowering and dwelling of God in us through the Holy Spirit, you know, really brings us to a place where he establishes in our faith and you know that that fear of man i hope that i hope that i don't fail in that time in that difficult time is actually a real uh, acknowledgement of the presence of god in your life because it's the person that doesn't care it's the person that's not really concerned it's the person that says oh the lord's delaying his and the person that doesn't really care about my kids or doesn't really care about the loss that I'm more concerned with, but the people that do care, the Holy Spirit's saying, it's okay, daughter, I'm with you, be ready, get ready, and take as many people as possible with you, and it's very exciting. So just to to give you a little bit of encouragement where the people that are concerned about failure, I'm not too worried about, but the people that don't care, I'm pretty concerned about. Yeah. Yeah, I know, because it's like, I know it says that, like, even the elite will be deceived, like, and I just, um, I think about that, too. I don't, I don't know. Um, Well, we're definitely seeing a picture of that. that, I'm glad that you brought that up. We're definitely seeing a picture of that with the COVID crisis, with uh, the racial tensions rising up, Mm -hmm. with politics taking a, you know, politics taking this front row place in the church. Mm-hmm. And, and and distracting us yes. from the, the yes. connecting the gospel to every situation. So, you know, I think there's a shaking going on and not everybody's going to make it through, which is, yeah. which is super sad. I was talking to a pastor in Texas about that today. It's just super sad. Yeah, that's funny. We're going to Texas tonight to visit my family. But yeah. Huh? Um, yeah. I have another question. Okay. Um, so the Bible alludes to temp- the temple where sacrifices are done again and then stops and must be in place in Jerusalem before the rapture. So does that the building of the temple have to be done before the rapture will happen? Okay, so everything you said up to the end was accurate. The timing of the rebuilt temple doesn't it doesn't say that it needs to be done. The Bible doesn't refer to the temple having to be done before the rapture. Um, the the temple the 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 last temple the fourth what in Jews would call the fourth temple 
to be rebuilt has to be in existence during the Great Tribulation period, but the timing of it doesn't necessarily trigger the rapture. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all your answers. Yeah, thank you, Pastor Ed. You're welcome, guys. Be safe on your trip to Texas. Thank you. All righty, bye-bye. 303-690-3000. I I forgot to mention, if you want, I have a list, I'm looking at it on my computer here, of resources for the end times. So if this is a question you really have and you want to do some deeper study, um, I've got things like an end times um, timeline. I've got Bible studies on the rapture. I've got this page, my my end times prophecy page, um, bookmarked. I'll send that to you. Um, The resource, the study that we go to the most, the pre-trib resource website, information from Don Stewart. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome everyone, especially if you're just joining us for the second half. We've had a whole full first half of the show. We talked a little bit at the beginning of the program about expanding Grace FM, relaunching Grace TV, and supporting local radio stations. I'm not going to repeat it uh, in its entirety, but I do encourage you, wherever you're listening to this, would you support local radio station? Of course, it originates here at Grace FM, so everybody on the Grace FM radio network, I'd encourage you to go to our website, gracefm.com or download our free app. You can take it anywhere and set up a recurring donation to Grace FM. Would you please? Uh, it could be of any amount. You know, we're, uh, I always like to remind you, we're not a typical radio station. These Christian radio stations are not, especially ones that are not, um, well, ours has no advertising. What you hear on our station is not advertisement, but what are called donor acknowledgements, where we're just thanking people for their f- business support uh, financially. And so, um, here's a wild, you know, shout out to thank you for everyone that 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 supports uh, through the website, through the app. And we don't have, you know, uh, everything is from giving. We don't have big corporation. We're not stock market company. We don't do. We don't turn you off. Turn uh, hold the hot station hostage uh, and do big praiseathons, bigathons. We just pray and ask you to support. So uh, do it. We'd love to have you. All right, let's go. Let's go to Tim in uh, Aurora, line one. Tim, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. I uh, just want to say thank you for taking my call. And my question is: uh, Would it be considered a sin, being a saved Christian, to not be? Because I feel like sometimes there's certain conversations that I get into in everyday life with unbelievers. Is it considered a sin to disregard the leading of the Holy Spirit in the prompting of conversation about the Lord? And the the basis behind this question is, I feel like if I don't do it when I'm prompted, that I get the same feeling that I've gotten when I've sinned. Well, the Bible does speak of, uh, and and describes you and I having the ability to both grieve the Holy Spirit and also quench the Holy Spirit. 
And so the, the sense that you have an emotional response, you know, a feeling as if you were sinning is probably pretty accurate. Uh, that the Lord was giving you a prompting and encouraging you to take it to another direction, another specific um, you know, direction in the conversation, especially toward the gospel, that when we don't obey the prompting and the leading of the Holy Spirit, it most certainly is sin. Uh, and we want to, we, we want to, even if it's done, you know, not rebelliously, even if it's done, you know, we often think of sin in the high level sin where I'm a thief, I'm a murderer, I'm an adulterer. Well, a sinner is also someone that holds back the truth and, um, you can sin by not doing what you're supposed to do. Um, um, excuse me, you can sin by doing very seriously what you're not supposed to do, but we can also sin by not doing what we're supposed to do. And, and so I think you are experiencing the conviction of the Holy Spirit in those times when he was cert- most certainly leading you to take the direct conversation in that direction. Yeah, I've noticed that... When I've listened, and, and by meaning when I, I'm, te- I'm speaking about in the past when I wouldn't do it, but yes. based on what I know now and the conversations that I've had in the recent, basically almost just since COVID has happened, when I've listened to that, I have got confirmation from the Lord, whether it has been through tears of this other person, like, why is he even talking to me about this? But it's it's something that's been very encouraging for me to listen. So it just sparked the question of, for believers out there, we should listen to the Holy Spirit if we're prompted. And I'm speaking for myself only. Um, sure to do that when when we're supposed to and not quench the Holy Spirit. I agree, and I think the more repetitively you create that new habit of making the gospel a part of every conversation, uh, the Holy Spirit will move on to prompt you in another direction. Thank you for taking my call. I really appreciate it. You're welcome, Tim. Thanks, brother. Bye-bye. is the number. I got a text question I want to go to. Uh, It's a good one. What does it mean to be meek? M-E-E-K in Matthew chapter 5. Well, you know, meek, uh, well, Matthew chapter 5 is the beginning of what is known as the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is giving this, this series of blessings, right? And one of the blessings is, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. So what is meekness? Meekness speaks of a gentleness, uh, a humility. If you think of meekness with with the idea of humility, uh, it's definitely something that's not valued today in our culture. You know, where instead we value, hey man, get what you want, go after it. Doesn't matter who you hurt or what you do. Uh, but meekness is something that described the life of Jesus. Um, meekness could be defined as humility toward God and humility toward others. And here's the essence of it. Um, there are a couple of different illustrations to help you. Um, oftentimes, the, the word meek in the original language in the Greek would be used to describe a, uh, a wild stallion that was tamed so that that wild stallion, that wild horse, with all that power and all that energy, was is tamed, and and its energy 
under control, if that makes sense to you. Energy under control where, you know, last six months ago that that was a wild horse run wild mustang running through the 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 fields and now it's tamed it's still the same animal with still the same power but it's under control another way that this word was used in the original language it has the idea of this you have the right or the power to do something but you don't in order to bless someone else you have the power authority over someone but so meekness and mercy are very closely intertwined and it's and as you can see it's very countercultural uh, the kingdom of god very countercultural 3036903000 is the number i think we've got someone on the line down to castle rock kathy or excuse me anthony welcome to the program you are not kathy you are anthony I am not Kathy. You are not. I don't know. (laughs) Could be. You're on. My my question is uh, is Psalm seventy four and fourteen, and it it, it's talking about you know the 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 you know talking about the you who split open the waters and broke the monster's head, and then he speaks about the Leviathan. And my question is, is do we know what the Leviathan is or was or what the story is behind the crushed the, the, the heads of Leviathan and gave it as food? Well, Leviathan, we know from, from the biblical descriptions, is some kind of sea creature. Uh, you know, the word, the Hebrew word literally means twisted or coiled, but according to Job 41, you know, we have the greatest description of, of Le- Leviathan. Um, it's a large sea creature of some sort. Um, you know, some some commentators, so here's how people have guessed over the years. Some commentators think it's a whale-type animal or a shark-type animal. Some said it was a large sea reptile, maybe a dinosaur of some sort. Um, I, I'm going to read here, uh, Ple- Plesiosaurus. Plesiosaurus is something that's, that I see. Um, I'm certain that Ken Ham uh, probably takes the view from Answers in Genesis that this was some kind of um, dinosaur animal, but definitely a sea creature, uh, definitely very large. Some even suggest it was a crocodile, but we don't know for sure exactly. Cool. Yeah, just uh, reading through it, and it was actually, I'm listening to my Bible back and forth on my way to work, and uh, yeah, and so listening to that, you kind of had to stop and go, what did I just hear? So yes. wanted to get some more info. Thank you. Right on. Great question. Thanks for calling. All right, bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Back to Aurora, Colorado. Mike, welcome to the program. Hello, Pastor Ed. Hey, you're on the air. Good. Hey, how you doing? I have a Good. question, if I may. Um, might be kind of an odd one, but I wanted to know in your recommendation of um, like a Bible track that you could hand out to people to witness. Uh, I have some there from um, the Chick Tracks. I don't know if you know them. You probably do. Um, I but do. I yeah. wanted your recommendation if there was maybe something better. Yeah, I'm not a real big fan of the the Chick Tracks because he has a he has some really rough edges about him. Right. Right. Um, and so here's some here's uh, one option. I'm still looking for another one, but one option mm-hmm. is Living Waters. Living Waters. So if you go to livingwaters.com, mm-hmm. 
they have some real strong gospel tracks. Okay. And then I'm trying to think of, I wanted to say it's the Bible Track Society, but we buy our tracks from uh, one of the pastors, Pastor um, Pastor Matt, who's not with us anymore. He would take care of this for us. Let me just check real quick. I think it's before I give it to you. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, I don't. Are these the guys? Yeah, I want to be careful not just to give it to you over a website because I don't want to. American Track Society, that's what it is. American uh, Track American Society. Track Society. And uh, let's see here. Let me just look at them real quick and I can tell you. Uh, American Tract Society. Also, um, Harvest, Harvest Christian Fellowship, Pat, Greg Laurie. Um, he has. Uh, no, that's not it. American Tract Society is not it. Scratch that. Scratch that one on. Okay. Doggone it. Hey, Kevin, do you know where we get those Halloween um, tracks from? Um, they're really good, and they're very simple. And, of course, those are the kid version. They have thousands of options. Um, these are some that are still in church in the back there, or no? Yes. Oh, okay. So if I got one, there might be something on that to order some. On the back, yes. Uh, okay, that might be good. Um, Pray for my wife, because we're still trying to get back to church. Uh, she's I still know. leery, so <laughs> i got to get in the church you know, first to get some, right? So It is so... It, well, like, I'm, I'm looking at, Cro I think, Crossway. So if you go to crossway.org, Crossway. they're a, they're a, a Bible uh, printer, like a, a reliable, trustworthy... Um, it says, Good News and ATS passionately proclaimed the gospel for 261 years. Mm -hmm. Now they're combined into one ministry, Good News Tracks. Okay. Um, but this doesn't look like a legitimate website. Like, But the tracks look legit. Um, I just want to be careful because, you know, any time you use the word track, you're going to have the Jehovah Witnesses have kind of um, yes, right. co-opted this word, yeah. this phrase. And I don't want to give a bad website. But I know we have them. I know we have some in our bookstore, even though it's not open yet. Right. And there are some reliable, and, and I was mentioning uh, Pastor Greg Laurie has some real good, um, simple ones that he actually is the um, illustrator, because he's a very gifted illustrator oh, wow. um, as well. And so if you go to harvest.org, I know, um, and definitely Living Waters, Ray Comfort is the guy that runs that ministry, and, and he's super, super solid when it comes to um, tracks and resources. Okay, awesome. Excellent. All right, sir, thank you. Appreciate you. Okay, help. brother. All right. All right. God, God bless. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. You know what it's, uh, as I hear Mike and saying, man, we're trying to get back to church and, and everything with COVID and everything. I just want to give a shout out to everyone that's just been so disrupted by your churches shutting down, your churches going online. I know for us, we've been gathering together. It's been beautiful. It's wonderful, but it's so different. We're wearing our masks. We're socially distanced. We're exiting through different doors. Um, we're not hugging. We're not uh, high-fiving, and it stinks. Uh, however, it's no reason not to be in fellowship. Unless you're in a high-risk category, and unless, you know, we haven't opened up, but Pastor Michael's working on reopening our children's ministry, we're working on plans right now, little by little, we're working on plans on reopening the Calvary Christian Academy with all the guidelines. You know, it's just, I was trying to explain it to a friend of mine. You guys listening on the East Coast, you might be able to relate, but 
Like we've got the call, we've got the CDC, the federal government, and then we've got the state of Colorado. And you know, our our mayor, our excuse me, our governor, um, I think just made a a real, either a relevatory thing of who he really is, or just a real big mistake when he called people that aren't wearing um, masks a name. Um, I don't remember what that name was. I need to look it up again. But he got really nasty. Um, and called names to people that weren't wearing masks. And I just don't know how that contributes uh, and how that sits well as a leader to call names. Um, There are good reasons, I'm sure, for people choosing not to wear a mask. Um, There are good reasons for, um, you know, I think of uh, of a family in our church that has um, uh, hard-of-hearing children and a hard-of-hearing husband. And when you wear a mask, you can't see lips. And like, that's a legitimate reason. There's medical issues and, you know, even opinions, but to call names like Kevin, I don't know if you're looking that up, but I forget the name that he used our own governor, but we've got the federal government and all that, that stuff. We've got our state government and, and now, you know, just all up and down wild West. And now, then we have the County, Arapahoe County is where we are. Then we have the, the um, health department and all of that. And then we have our local city ordinances and it is challenging to say the least, but with all of that, we're open and, you know, now California, they're closing up again, or you can't sing. I mean, some things are just over the line. What do you mean? You can't sing. That's the very definition. That's like saying, that's like saying you can go to a movie theater but you can't watch the movie. What? That's the very definition of being there. The definition of gathering the saints together is to sing, and I just don't see that biblically, uh, you know, for any length of time. And then the idea that now California is closing up again, um, and our leaders calling names and making fun of each other. And um, man, we we as believers need to ride above this stuff. We need to be as close to Jesus as possible. And I know it's hard. And so I just want to say a shout out to acknowledge how hard it's been for you, how challenging besides the COVID, you have financial issues. Besides the financial issues, you have family issues. You, you have health issues. You have fears, insecurities, anxieties. It's, 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 it's madness. And I just want to pray for you. Maybe it's just one person that needs this prayer today, but I want to pray for you because my heart goes out to you. It's been a very, very challenging for all of us in our own way. Uh, You add to that some of the racial tensions going on and some of the divisive things. The church is divided with one another. The world is divided. Please abide in Christ. And so, Father, I pray for those that have been overwhelmed. I pray for those that have been struggling. I pray for those that haven't been able to come back to church. I pray, God, for those financially. I pray for those that have warnings, American Airlines, United Airlines, warning of more layoffs. I pray, Lord, for those that lost a ton in the stock market. They lost their retirement. They've been laid off, and they're still not working. We can go on a list and list, but for those that are struggling right now, I pray for them, and I lift them before your throne room of grace. And I pray that for the fearful and the faint-hearted, that you would help them to rise above. And I pray for those that are mad and upset and frustrated and just wanting to take it out on someone. 
I know even in our own church, Lord, there have been people upset about the masks, and, and I just pray for them, Lord. We're not trying to upset them. Uh, we're trying to be as safe as we can. I pray for the administrative team of our church and the pastors and the leaders that just keep us safe. Um, help us to walk in wisdom that we could serve your church the best of our ability. Uh, we know this crisis will pass, but it'll be replaced with another one and another one and another one and another one. And may we be able to navigate through troubled waters, honoring you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 303-690-3000. It says the governor used the B word. I think I remember what word it is. I'm not going to repeat it, but thank you for texting that in. It just was unneeded. But maybe he's frustrated too. We need to pray. Lord, I just pray for our governor. I pray for his salvation, that you would bring him to a place of of surrender to you. Our Mayor Mike Kaufman, the, the guys that are running Tri-County Health, the people in the Arapahoe County, the city council, we pray for our leaders. And, um, you know, I don't know what's going on in their hearts and minds. I know it's making things harder for us, Lord, but I pray for them. And I pray for me as I get to the edge sometimes and uh, I get frustrated and I get anxious and I get worried. Um, I pray for me because these things don't help me lead well and I want to lead well. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, here we go. We're going to go back to Aurora, Colorado. Big day for Aurora. Olga, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor, for taking my phone call. You're welcome. I'm calling to ask you for a prayer. Um, my son has a call day tomorrow. He went to the bush in December. And uh, Olga, I'm sorry, but I can't understand... The, the connection that you have is very, very difficult. I can't understand anything you're saying. Do you want to try calling back on a different phone? Can Thank you hear me now? Oh, that's much better. I can hear you perfect now. Yes, go ahead. Well, he's attorney. He went to see him before court. Okay, hold, hold on a second, Olga. Said, hey, Olga. Hold on a second. Let's start all over because I didn't hear anything uh, anything of the first part. That his mother put into it, you know. He said it don't mean anything. That, that he would say that right before court. Uh, I thought that, that's what oh. we, he got an attorney because this has been going on for a long time. And I just need some prayer that he gets some knowledge and wisdom from God. Okay. Let's do that. Father, we pray for this specific um, precious woman who comes to you desperately asking that this man will receive a, a wisdom from you. And it's a very difficult situation that she's in. It's very challenging and trying and things with COVID and doesn't make it any better. And when it involves our children and our grandchildren, it makes it so much harder. So I pray God, even as... Um, even as Aurora police was involved and, and, um, we are doing the best that we can with the information that we have, I pray that you would protect and guard and thank you even for Kevin, uh, as he is wise and overseeing the, um, the call screening that we would do what's best and that you would protect this child in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. We're a couple minutes to the end of the show, uh, we have uh, completely open lines. 
303-690-3000. Let me go back to the text line. Um, I door dash all day. Listen to Grace FM. Thank you, Pastor Ed. God works on me through this. Praise him. Well, praise God for that. Uh, we are so grateful uh, to have Grace FM. I can't tell you. I can't. I, I had a desire. You know, for those of you that don't know about Grace FM here in Colorado, when we moved to Colorado to plant a church, I was just sharing this testimony. Like my heart was maybe after seven years of serving and plowing the fields in Aurora, that we would have a church large enough that I wouldn't have to work a full-time job anymore. Seven years. And uh, that was just my heart. I, my wife was supportive of it. My kids, they didn't know one way or the other, but they were absolutely supportive of it. They were just like, hey, we're on this adventure to obey God. And seven years, and, and, and when we got here, a lot of warfare. It's been 20 years of warfare um, here in Aurora, but it's been 20 fruitful years as well. Um, I, it wasn't seven years. I was able to quit my job in nine months. The Lord had done such a great work. There was already a group meeting. Um, I got uh, the privilege of overseeing that and leading that group. That group grew so quickly. We moved into a school uh, and and we went on the radio right away. God provided this guy from uh, not even in our church, uh, a millionaire. I had never met a millionaire up to that point in my life. And I would have never known he was a millionaire. It's not like he walked into the church and or in the school and uh, and said, hey, I'm a millionaire. I want to support you. Well, nothing at all. He was like, we're still good friends to this day. He's such a great guy. And he was so this guy was provided. He 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 came to our church to visit from California. Um I, I wasn't there. I got con- and we made a mistake. Didn't follow up on something. When I got back, I called him. We became friends, and he pu- he paid for the first couple years of radio for us, and uh, we were able to launch a radio broadcast. That's all we had to give. Like just the teaching of God's word. That's really all we have to give today, and and then that led to another station that led to a friendship with a, a man by the name of Brian. Brian Taylor is the general manager of uh, CareKS. You know the. The other radio station here in Denver, the Salem station, he, he and I uh, developed a friendship. And then we went on to KRKS and we started expanding. We started doing live stuff. And then I made a friendship with the brother, I uh, can't remember his name right now, over on Way FM. Uh, another local station here in town. They just moved to town. Uh, we started doing spots on their station, supporting them. Uh, we're glad they were in town. And then through all of that, God laid this station before us and said, I, he put the burden from Pastor Chuck Smith, who bought a radio station in California. I never thought I'd ever, I mean, never in a million years would we think that would happen here. Ever. Never, never, ever. Although I used to dream, you know, wouldn't it be great if we had a station? This is how it would be. And I know it's no frills, right? You guys that listen to Grace FM, it's no frills, nothing fancy, uh, Bible study, contemporary worship and a few spots that thank people for their support. That's it. All day, every day. That's it. That's so when you're door dashing, that's all you're listening to. Another teacher, another pastor, uh, teaching the word of God, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, um, book by book, relevant, anointed, prophetic, uh, speaking out, speaking forth the word of God into lives, into situations it's not. It's for everyone in in the city. It's not just for this church or for that church. It's for the believer. It's for the unbeliever. It's free. Uh, Calvary Church, just like the station you're listening to in your city, Calvary Church fully 
funds the radio station. And of course, your donations literally come to Calvary Church. You go through Grace FM, but they come to Calvary Church and and they go into an account for, you know, operating and we we pay the bills for the station. And uh, the the people of Calvary Church initially purchased the station, paid off the loan. And you go, Ed, what are you sharing all this for? Just I want you to know that God has a journey for you too. And Grace FM is here by the grace of God. It is here by the anointing sovereignty of God. Hope FM, by the grace of God. Refuge FM, the Rock FM, uh, the Low Power FM in your church right now. Uh, Truth FM, uh, I think I mentioned Truth, Hope, Grace. Um, we just need Love FM, not Caleb, although we did try to get on Caleb and they didn't let us to do some one-minute spots. Pray for that. Maybe they'll change their mind, but they wouldn't do it. Um, but we are, we, we are, I just want you to know that God has a story for you and he's doing a work in you and you don't know where he's taking you and you might have a plan, maybe seven years, but God has a nine-month plan. They go, oh, maybe we'll get our Bible studies on the radio. No, God wants to give you a station. And whatever it is that the Lord's doing in your life, don't give up on him. Don't walk away from him. Abide, stay strong in him. We're back tonight, 7 o'clock here at Calvary Church, live in person. Of course, you're not in town. Join us online, uh, calvaryco.live. Join us online. You can listen live on the Grace FM app if you can only do audio. Uh, Come here. We have room for you. We will make room for you calvaryco.church we'll be here at 7 o'clock we're looking at another Bible study and understanding the times and that's what we're doing God bless you Lord willing see you tomorrow night see you tonight 7 o'clock then tomorrow you've been listening to Calvary Live tune in next time for prayer and God's word